Yusim Podcast. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yusim Podcast with me, Hanalisa Hida from the Faculty of Major Language Studies. So welcome back to our second session. Before this, we have talked about the Japanese language and how it may enrich your life. This time, inshallah, we'll talk about the Japanese culture. One thing I've noticed during my stay in Japan is that they really welcomed your guests warmly. Everything is well prepared and organized and they will find the solution to every inconvenience. For example, they prepared more passes when a participant caught COVID, provided each group with a portable Wi-Fi, prepared the best halal food for Muslim participants and also the best accommodation which is hotel actually and they also prepared us a lot of souvenirs for us to take home yeah and actually i had an episode where i needed an urgent help so the coordinator went above and beyond to help me with the inconvenience yeah mm-hmm. so i was very surprised by the length they would go to provide us with the best hospitality so sensei my first question is Why do Japanese people go to such great lengths to provide their guests with the best hospitality? So, so when it comes to hospitality, I think we are on the same page. Um, I mean, yeah, they have, when you talk about hospitality, they are number one, I guess, in the world. But if you look closer, we will understand that those hospitality are kind of common Confucius philosophy embedded in Shintoism and Buddhism teaching, practicing Japan, which is also, of course, from our point of view as Muslim, is a sunnah promoted by our Prophet Muhammad wasallam. So I'd like to answer this, um, I mean your answer, using two Japanese key values. Uh, Japan has this one unique culture rooted in the society known as Omotenashi. 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 It is a concept where a host will provide the best for the guests. In your case, since you are the invitee for the program, as host, they will provide or serve you the best they can. Sometimes it seems that there is no limit. However, the bottom line, the fundamental, is to please the guests so they have the best experience, which also exists in many societies, but in Japan it is totally at a different level. These also explain why Japanese rarely receive guests unless they are properly prepared and also why Japanese give first-class paid service in many industries. Uh, another concept that is uh, always confused with this omotenashi is omoyari. Yeah, omoyari. How should I say? Uh, they complement each other but it's slightly different. So omoyari is... Very much like us Malaysian, the Japanese people also love to tend or help people in need. So Japanese also practice the same. This has much to do with the value that has been rooted since childhood. We all know that the early childhood education in Japan focused on character building or development. Other than basic necessity skill, uh, parents, teachers in preschools or daycare centers They are focusing on developing a child with this omoyari quality. So they believe from omoyari, it will lead to other great qualities as a human being. So back to your question, 
I believe the reason why Japanese is so excel when it comes to hospitality is because of this rooted concept in the society. Hmm. It's very interesting to know about the conceptual values in Japanese culture. Actually, it's the first time for me to hear about omotenashi and omoyariya. Thank you very much for the sharing, Sensei. No wonder I got the impression that they are so attentive to their guests to the extent that is unthinkable or unexpected in our culture. So, Sensei, do you mind elaborate a little bit more on what does omoyari mean? Okay. This is very typical Japanese concept that is actually quite hard to explain in other language because the words is just omoyari. So, literal meaning of omoyari is care. It comes from uh, two verbs. The first one is omoimas, means to think, and yarimas, the second one, means to give. So, omoyari is a combination of these two verbs that brought the meaning of uh, to give a thought about uh, someone or others or being thoughtful about others. So, I personally think that this is very similar to ihsan in Islam. When we show our kindness toward others, uh, as in, in my understanding, ihsan has a broad meaning, not specifically for human beings, but it's also to the universe, to the plant, plants, or also to animals. Same it goes with omoyari. For instance, as simple as being punctual, the bottom line is not to affect other people's time planning. So being punctual means respecting others' time too. And another point is that when we talk about cleanliness, as many pointed, as, uh, pointed out as best quality in Japan, so the way Japanese clean their own table in restaurant after meal perhaps comes from omoyari, a consideration towards the waiter or waitress, or maybe to the next customer who will be using the table. Same it goes with the other small gesture in daily life, or as, as simple as cleaning your toilet after you use it for the next user comfortability. So this is actually the cycle around and around that create the Japanese society that many of us see today. I guess, I hope that will answer your question. Yeah, thank you very much, Sensei, for the amazing, quite new information to me, actually. Thus, um, it leads to my next and final question. I wonder how does this omoyari concept keep existing in the Japanese society and how do you think we can instill this concept in our local community or society? think I can answer the first one but the second one mm, let's see all right I would say that education plays a vital role in my reading I came across a statement made by Japan's first uh, education minister during the Meiji restoration um, Mr. Mori Arinori he is also known as one of the Japan's modernization architects so according to him, this is his statement, our country must move from its third class position to second class and from second class to first and ultimately to the leading position among all countries of the world. So the best way to do this is by laying the foundation of elementary education. In Japan, 99% of elementary students attend public schools. 
no private schools, all public no, schools. Yeah. So I guess this scenario itself defines how Japan managed to instill the values effectively. Once it is in the cycle, then it will keep moving on in the society and everywhere. So furthermore, Japan being a homogeneous country, the horizontal relation among community members is also very, very strong. There are constantly eyes watching and judging what you are doing, especially if you are doing something different. So the omote nashi and the omoyari concept, for instance, they are just the spelled out values. Well, actually, it just happened when all the eyes are watching you. Let's say you, 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 you ate in a restaurant and you didn't clean up after you finish your meal. People will look at you. People will judge you because everyone do that. So if you don't do that, you are not the same with them. So this is what we call as a kind of omoyari, but actually it is from there too. So, um, so some Japanese are actually not comfortable with this. And of course, it led to migration and etc. So today, however, I think Japan also facing challenges to keep these values with the westernization and global impact from expanded industries, the aging society, the loose ties among community members, less omoyari, more self-centered attitude. This has made the society lack of human touch. Hence, Japan has launched Society 5.0 to revisit the humanities issues. When we in Malaysia were so busy talking about Industry 4.0 a few years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> so I can say that Japan is definitely 20 or maybe 50 years ahead That's compared true. to our country. Yeah. What they used to say to me, I mean my counterpart, whenever I met with them, they said, Zoraida, make sure that Malaysia learn from us. Do not repeat the same mistake. The physical development can be done together with the societal development. As in Malaysia case, we Asian has so many good qualities that is already nurtured in our family, in our culture. It is just that we are lacking of established system to support the cycle. Furthermore, being diverse made us very flexible to embrace differences and respect mm. others. But I still think the basic or the fundamental, the omoyari or the ehsan should be there. Even it is not out of respect, but it could be as a courtesy when we're doing things, see? And um, to answer your second question, I don't know how, but I guess, yeah, of course, awareness raising. Yeah, We might have a long way to go for our nation building and societal development, but I do believe it is doable. One of it is by doing the sharing like what we are doing today. And once we are aware about it, it is much easier to get the concept in our system. I hope I answer you. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much, Sensei. Um, so, Usinu uh, Minasang, that brings us to the end of our session today. So, before we wrap things up, I want to take a moment to thank Sensei Ken for sharing unique perspectives on the Japanese language and culture. Uh, so, inshallah, maybe we can continue this conversation sure. later yeah, yeah, on another session, right? Yeah, inshallah. we can do this again, inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to listen to other podcast series, you can visit podcast.usim.edu.my or Spotify or Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. That's all for today's Teaching with Usim podcast.
疲れ様でしたお疲れ様でしたあり,、はい、ありがとうございます You've seen podcasts.